Welcome back, everybody. For those of you that may be joining for the first time, this is Juncture, and Juncture represents my love of films and dreams and the connections between them. These are also the two topics that I'll be discussing on this podcast. I believe that dreams are the films our mind creates and films are dreams actualized. I use a multidisciplinary approach to examine films and dreams through the use of symbolism, imagery, motifs, as well as narrative and visual techniques involved in storytelling and understanding meaning. So let's get into today's episode. I'll be covering a dream this time, and I've uh, titled this podcast episode, A Walk with Death. So, this is a dream that I had a very, very long time ago. I was either in junior high or high school. Um, I remember this dream out of all the dreams I've had over the years because it was really weird. Um, it had a very strong symbolism even though it seemed like a really short dream. It's very memorable. So before I get into the dream, I just want to give a little backstory that's relevant of what that's relevant to what's going on in the dream. So so I grew up in a small rural town. And it was in the part of the town where we didn't have streetlights because we were outside the city limits. The houses were further, they were spaced further apart, like there were sometimes pastures or fields in between um, the different houses in the the little area of the neighborhood where I lived. And because it didn't have, I mean, there were lights around, like immediately around the house, but if you walked like down the road, there wasn't any lights like in between that like space. So if we were visiting a neighbor's house and it got dark by the time we got ready to go home, um, we would, partially walk, you know, each other home, um, or called Peaceway with a flashlight just to make sure that no one got kidnapped or (laughs) abducted by aliens or anything like that. So that gives you sort of the, the spatial, um, arrangement that's going to fit into this, this dreamscape and makes it why it's important. So in this dream, this is what exactly is going on, is that I I don't really remember the beginning of it, but I just remember being in the dream, and my mom and I are walking our neighbor and her son home. And so we had like a long driveway um, to get to our house that we would walk down, and then that was the then the neighbor's house was like towards the end. So we are walking them home 
And what's so weird is that in this dreamscape, it's nighttime, but it's really, really, really dark. Like it's the, like it's, I've never seen, I've never seen, been outside in the dark where it's been that dark. Like it's just like you just can't see nothing, and uh, it was pitch black except for two areas, which was our house and the neighbor's house. Now there are some houses like sort of in between us, but in this dreamscape, it's weird. Not only because it's so pitch black, but it's like there's nothing else, and this dreamscape is just like an abyss. And the only things that you can see are the two sort of like beacons, the two lights at the end, which is um, my house and the neighbor's house. Now, in between that space, it's just it's just pitch black. And so everyone's like walking really close together um, so that we don't get lost or separated in the darkness. And um, so we are at the point where we're at the like right you know close to the neighbor's house where they would go to their house and then me and my mom would walk back to our house but something this this isn't this isn't what happens like some, it's just it's odd because this is not you know it's a dream but that's not what happens and so they don't go to their house. We don't walk back up to our house and the dream ends. Like, that's not how it happens. But we keep walking back and forth. So we walk back together to my house again. And then you make another trip back to the neighbor's house. And so we're going back and forth for at least, I don't know, maybe like two or three times. Each time that we make the the trip or the lap back or whatever, everyone else is walking faster and faster each trip. So by the time, you know, we're on like the third or fourth, fifth trip or whatever, um, they've outwalked me the whole time. And by that, by this, whatever lap we're on, they have just walked on somewhere else like I can't see them they walk so fast I couldn't keep up with them and so I'm in a panic because I you know I'm I'm alone in this darkness um the people that I know aren't there with me I can't find I can't even figure out the road to walk back home because I can't see nothing um there's these lights you know the two lights like I said the two lights at the end but there's so much darkness in between. It's like you can't even, it just, it looks really far, I think. And then it was also just, it just seemed like it was just, and like you're in the middle of this abyss, this just nothingness. And it's like, if you, you know, if I had walked out further, I wouldn't have, I'd be even more lost. You know, I would have went off the road or went off course and you know whatever it is is out there beyond this in this darkness so I'm panicking I'm distraught and so I just fall to my knees in the middle of the road and I start crying because I don't you know I don't know what what I'm gonna do because nobody's here it's completely dark 
that's when this skeletal hand um, extends in front of me and, and I see the hand and I'm just like what's going on and so I look up to see where the head where the hand is coming from to see none other than the hooded grim reaper and the face is it's just black like you can't see anything it's like shrouded by the long dark hooded cloak um i can see that the figure is wearing a cloak so i guess he's somewhat illuminated and i'm illuminated you know like the area around us must be like illuminated because i can make out the cloak i can make you know i can see his, his skeletal hand but everything else beyond us is just is just darkness and then so like i said he reaches out his hand and then i take his hand and then we start walking back toward my house and then when we get to my house, that's when I wake up from the dream. Like I said, it's very short, very simple, but the symbolism is very, is very prominent. It's very, it's something that sticks with you. And um, I pulled out the the symbols from the dream and kind of, I, I it was so long ago that I can't remember exactly what was going on in my life at the time, but it was probably some sort of family drama. Um, so I can't really give an exact, you know, reference of what was going on because it was just so long ago. So I'm going to focus more on the symbolism. And I think that, uh, like I said, a lot of the symbolism of abandonment, the symbolism of my childhood home reappearing even in my dreams now that, um, you know, it almost feels as if, you know, 20 years ago, I was probably battling the same things that I am now as I was then. So even not remembering the personal things that were going on, I can probably sort of interpret from a standpoint of that what's going on right now going on now is similar to what's going on what went on in the past so it's like I kind of you know it's it's I can apply sort of a personalized approach to it um because the symbolism has popped up here now um, so anyway, the symbols, of course, is, you know, the main one is the Grim Reaper. And then death, which is associated with the Grim Reaper. And, of course, people, family, and friends, and finally loss and abandonment. So, I'm going to start off with the Grim Reaper because he is the most prominent, the most important, I feel, um, the, the reaper is a personification of death that can transform into other personifications of death. 
The Grim Reaper can serve as the last ties between the soul and the body and to guide the deceased to the afterlife without having any control over when or how the victim dies. The Grim Reaper can't kill anyone. So I I don't consider, I mean, in the same way that sort of related to death, I don't see it as an omen of death or an omen that you're going to die or that someone's going to die. But um, in this particular dream, and I would probably say in others where the Grim Reaper appears, is that you focus on the fact that he is a guide. Um, he is like the chaperone. I mean, not the chaperone. Um, I mean, kind of like the chaperone. He is like the guide that... Um, the, the final step from the living world to the afterlife. And so in the way that death is like a transition, the Grim Reaper is, is like this, uh, he's like the, the person the elevator that pushes the buttons to the floor you want to go to, you know, like back in the day, he's like that person where he is like the, the usher, I guess, of, the person making the transition and so he's related to the act of transitioning but he's not the actual transition I don't know if the last part makes sense but you kind of get where I'm going um I mentioned um the Grim Reaper in one of the previous uh the last season episodes where I did a analysis of the film Carnival of Souls I will leave a link to that in the description bar. Um, I talk a little bit more about the Grim Reaper because his personification, that character, plays a strong role in that film. But back to the current episode that we're on right now. Um, In this particular dream, like I said, the Grim Reaper is a guide. He's like an usher. He is... um, sort of like the 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 service the the I don't want to say the staff there's a word I'm looking for I can't think of what it is but anyway the reaper and in, in my dream the reaper was a sort of a guy between my unconsciousness and my consciousness or my dream self and my wake self or the mind and the body and he wasn't guiding me to the afterlife, but he was guiding me back home and to my conscious self. Because after arriving home in my dream, I wake up. So in, instead of severing ties, he does the opposite and he reconnects the ties between unconscious and conscious, dream self and wake self, my mind and my body, in order for me to safely wake up the dreamscape can the dreamscape and the waking life can be considered analogous I think I pronounced that right to life and the afterlife so instead of guiding me to the afterlife or dream life the grim reaper guides me back to waking life and to safety and I want to say something else because I don't think I, I put this down but I want to mention that 
in the dream at the point right before I meet the Grim Reaper, I'm sort of in this panic. I'm distraught. I'm 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 scared. You know, I'm lost, confused, and he appears as sort of like um, almost kind of like a, a beacon, sort of like the light. Well, not the lighthouse, but a sort of comfort um, that is going to usher me and safely to calm me down and to guide me safely back to my conscious self in order for me to wake up. Um, and why I thought that, uh, I I found the connection between my unconscious self and conscious self, that this is the, the transition. This is the bridge. This is the two ties that he's trying to reconnect because the house is a symbol of the self, myself, and the Grim Reaper is, he's not guiding me anywhere new, like the afterlife, uh, but he's guiding me to someplace familiar to myself, to my subconscious, also um, to someplace safe, which is a recognizable symbol. It's home. It's something that I would recognize. He is a guide and a comfort before I wake up. This also made me, um, I, I was watching maybe about, I guess this was during, um, Christmas break. I started watching the show Lock and Key, and I mentioned this on some of the episode, but Okay, spoiler alert before, you know, just kind of like skip a little ahead because it's kind of like a spoiler alert. But there is a, there's a key in the, in the show that, um, unlocks the subconscious of people. Like if you have the key, you can unlock the key to your own subconscious so your own self and whoever uses the key to unlock their consciousness each person has a unique consciousness where all their memories where all their the essence of who they are resides in the consciousness or the unconsciousness and for each person, it's a different symbol. Like it has a different thing. It's a it it looks different for every for for you know each person. So like one person, their subconscious will be, you know, like uh, you know, say a park or a certain house, maybe their uh, childhood home. Um, I think for someone, it was. Uh, a room that they spent a lot of time in in the show and another person theirs was a mall Um, so it's very so each symbol is very unique to the person that personality and it's also something that's very prominent and um, it's like a very formative memory like it's something that you know that's it's very important it's very uniquely you it's very special to you and i was thinking about 
um, you know, if I had the key to unlock my subconscious. So in the so in the show, you can as yourself go inside your own subconscious and live in there and figure yourself out and 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 go and see, and relive your memories like it's a physical place that you can go to inside the show. And so I was like, what would my subconscious look like? And thinking about how uh, my childhood home appears in uh, my dreams so often. And so and so it's, it's this very formative place. It's a place that um, that really shaped and molded me into who I am for better or for worse. And so I was like, that would definitely where the key would, you know, if it would unlock and I would go inside my head and my subconscious, that's what that, you know, landscape, that sort of dreamscape would be. It'd be like my childhood home. And then I was thinking like, where would my memories be housed? You know, um, like what would, you know, what would it be? And so I, I really, I grew up, I really liked Barbies and dolls and I still do. And I'd be like, you know, I would go inside a room and then all of my memories would be little, it'd be, at first it'd be like a giant dollhouse with little compartments. You know, it's like the dollhouse where you, where it's, um, it's cut into and so you pull it open and it has each of these little squares, these little chambers. And so each one would have like a little piece of like a doll furniture or like a, a some type of a little miniature furniture, like a little tiny piece of clothing or something. And then each piece would be a, um, each piece would be something that would be from my memory, but miniature size and be in these little compartments. And then I'd pick up, you know, like that's what it, I don't know how I got on this, but I was like, that's what my subconscious would, would be like. But anyway, you know, back on track. Um, <laughs> the next um, symbol or theme is death. I mentioned in uh, common dream symbols and themes part one from a couple of weeks ago. I'll leave a link in the, the description that death or dying in dreams is not um a death omen, but a representation of change and transformation. Death in dreams represents a symbolic and not a literal death. It can symbolize the death of an old life and the birth of a new one. Um, so the Grim Reaper wasn't helping me make the transition to the afterlife, but he was leading me back home, back to myself. Perhaps to say that the change or transformation that was coming or that was needed wasn't to be found elsewhere, but was to be found within myself. It makes me think now that the change that was going on was probably maybe something um, uh, that was going to happen that was internal. So something within myself, something very personal. And so I couldn't go really deep into that one. Like I said, I wasn't really specific about what was going on, but thinking about the symbolism and what I know about certain symbols and themes, that that's my best guess. And the 
next um, symbol is uh, people, family, and friends. My mother and their neighbors were featured in this dream. I think it was significant that the dream featured my mother and that that the dream featured mother and child pairs, myself and my mom, my neighbor and her son. I believe this speaks to the relationship between myself and my mother or uh, just general parent-child relationships because the way that we were paired off in the dream, you know? And this is sort of linked to the final symbol or theme, loss and abandonment. The feeling of abandonment is shown in the dream when I am left alone in the darkness and able to find my way back home. I also think of the Grim Reaper as a spiritual representation of myself that guides me back to me. In the common dream symbols and themes part two, I mentioned how people in dreams are representation of just different aspects of ourselves. This is called the four aspects of self and dreams with one of these aspects being the spiritual self. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about the four, as- the four aspects of self and dreams, I'll leave a link to um, the episode in the description, which I go into more detail about each of the four aspects of self and dreams. And I also um, mention the website that goes even into more detail on where I found that information from. And... Um, Another, so I connected these two with loss and abandonment and then people, family, and friends because another aspect of self and dreams was familiar faces showing up in dreams. So people that you know showing up in dreams and them not being um, representation of themselves. You know, like if you see your mom or your neighbor, it's not that you're dreaming about your mom or your neighbor but you're dreaming about different aspects of yourself and specifically how those people relate back to you. So familiar faces of family and friends was a unique aspect of self and how that tied and how that, you know, like the Grim Reaper, spiritual guide he represents the spiritual self representation of that in dreams and so family and friends familiar faces another representation so that has a whole different meaning but it does speak onto um familial um relationships relationships between friends relationships between family and how that sort of personally means something to the dreamer like how does that you know think about those relationships that you have with those people and um so that's how you kind of pull your own personalized interpretation from that so definitely check out the links to these episodes that i mentioned to get some more detail into it and that is going to conclude this episode don't forget to follow me on spotify or any place where you listen to podcasts just search for juncture podcast and you'll see my logo 
You can also follow me on Twitter at Juncture Podcast. For those interested in dream interpretation, you can have your dream analyzed on an episode of Juncture. Just go to my Twitter page and there is a pinned post with um, a link to a form where you can submit your dream anonymously. And thanks for listening to Juncture and I hope y'all will tune in next time.